This is part two. We had an overwhelming response, and again, we had record attendance last week, uh, or the last session that we did on this particular topic. Many of you submitted your landing pages and paid search campaigns asking for us to help you with critiques that will deliver more revenue. All I want to do at the beginning is to quickly review a bit of content from before and then dive right into analysis of some of the submissions that we could not get to in the last session. I have up in front of me now the notes from the previous session. We're going to look at those for just a moment. And um, I want to take you just to a quick reminder of some things that we covered in the previous session. One of those had to do with the University of New England. And um, here at the University of New England, we worked with someone who attended one of our events, and they took some of these critiques like we're going to be doing today, and they applied them to their own site. We saw this in our last session, but we have had so many new people come in, I want you to see it as a prelude to where we're going with our work today. So if you'll notice, you'll see in front of you the actual landing page as it existed prior to optimization, and you can see the search term, and you can see the ad. We commented on these uh, particular pages, and we also uh, trained a bit in a certification class the person responsible for them. And uh, without getting into too much depth or repeating the whole study, uh, we saw uh, a pretty remarkable set of results. And uh, I'll just touch them quickly. So if you'll look on the next page, we applied this particular formula. Most of you are familiar with our sequence. If not, you can go to our website, and it's, you can get that along with about $10 million of other research. It's all free, and uh, you can go there. What I want you to see now is the, the problems that we identified. I won't dwell on them as we talked them before. And then in the next slide, you'll see the enhanced version. This is the optimized version. It's not significant in the difference in terms of major stylistic changes, but it is quite significant in the results. Again, if you weren't here last week, you'll be able to read this in depth when we send out or when you get the briefing from the, the last program. All I can tell you is that if you look inside of Google's AdWords, you'll notice that this very capable person who listened to our critique and who worked with us in our certification was able to go back and achieve a relative difference in conversion of 300%. In fact, they actually reduced the cost per conversion by 69% and increased lead volume by 300%. It's worth showing that to you so that I can raise a simple question at the beginning of this program, and that is, what is it that we can do together in this particular call that will help you to also achieve a significant gain in your conversion rates for your landing pages or your paid search campaign? That is the principal question driving this discussion this afternoon, and I would like to work with you by trying to answer that question through one illustration with a key learning, and then moving directly into critiquing of the landing pages that you're submitting to us. So we're going to get underway trying to answer those questions, and this is, again, part two, and I'd like to begin right away with a brief case study. So here we are. We recently conducted an A-B test with a research partner to increase the conversion rate of a paid search campaign. Our primary research question was which pay-per-click landing page will produce the highest registration rate. 
very important for this company. They had targets and benchmarks they needed to hit. We tested a revised landing page while keeping the ad copy intact. Traffic was split evenly, and you can see the design, and there were two iterations. This is the control and the treatment. This is essentially something that uh, laymen on the Internet call an A-B split test, uh, but uh, in academic terms, it's a single factorial test. And uh, this was from one of our tests, test protocol 1110. Let's discover what happened. Aaron Rosenthal is on the line along with Jimmy Ellis and a number of my other key researchers here in our uh, laboratories. And I would like Aaron to uh, just give us a bit of overview as I actually take us to the, to the next slide. And you can see the page. So, Aaron, just kind of give us a summary of what you were trying to do and comment on this, and then we'll get to the results. Sure. So uh, this particular partner was uh, had offered access to SEC filings, and one of the popular terms was annual reports. This was a this was a term that they were that they were very relevant to already. They were bidding on. However, it was a very competitive term, and they weren't able to bid as much as they would like because the conversion rate on that particular term was not quite as high as it was in other areas of. Uh, um, of their industry. So what we tested was in, in, this, in this particular instance, and we followed it up with, with, with additional tests after the fact, we tested using uh, the, key, the keyword was annual reports. The ad copy was for annual reports. But yet when you got to the landing page, there was no mention of annual reports. We used SEC filings. This was a standard creative that works very well across the board. We tested replacing the, the SEC filings terminology on this particular landing page with annual reports uh, terminology or, or, or that phrase on this landing page. And I think if you go to the next slide, you'll start to see uh, a, a, an example of that. All right. And I, I want to point out, for those of you that are experiencing paid search, that uh, keyword insertion is not something new or dramatic. But there's more to all this than meets the eye. I'll let Aaron continue. Go ahead. Sure. Um, and so on this page, page in two different places, in, in the headline and actually on the button copy, we syndicated out uh, the, the, uh, the, the, the keyword phrase that the individual was coming through on. It came, they, they clicked through on an ad copy that also replicated that keyword phrase, and they landed onto a landing page that, that replicated the, uh, uh, the keyword phrase on that landing page. And uh, if you, when you get to the next slide, you'll see that the results were dramatic. Essentially, essentially, we we received a 26.39% increase on just this on just this ad group. Uh, there were, uh, and and this this prompted us to syndicate these changes across the board with with their with their entire campaign dramatically changing the uh, um, the overall conversion that we we received for for this particular partner. All right, so let's think about that for just a moment. I'm going to take us to a, a kind of summary here. And Aaron, is there anything that you want to say as we, before we start looking at individual campaigns regarding this? I'm going to talk about relevance in just a moment, but any other particular learnings you might want to comment on this page as we go forward. I would point out that this, uh, in this, this instance, this was one of the, um, um, the highlights of this test. This, this was, uh, this was one of the better performing, uh, ad groups and the, the, uh, the keyword insertion on the landing page had increased performance, but it does not always increase performance. Uh, we had several ad groups to which we thought we were increasing the relevancy 
but in fact we were we uh, there was a disconnect when when individuals landed on the page and they weren't converting quite as high as with the control that used the SEC filings language. Why do you think that was the case, Aaron? I, I think I think I think that in in, <laughs> um, in, in most instances, Aaron, no more was, questions, all right, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think that in most. Most instances when we saw this uh, appear, we were we were uh, we were we were targeting subsets that, that, um, of traffic that may not have necessarily been uh, a core a core um, customer. A core yeah, customer for uh, my audience, there's some kind of we have some kind of technical issue with GoToMeeting, and we're not sure where that voice is coming from. Our 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 uh, customer service people are trying to track down. Does anyone uh, on my staff? Uh, it's either a technical problem or there's a voice from on a high telling us that uh, we're doing something wrong. Uh, I assume it's a technical problem. Uh, we're going to continue, but bear with us as we try to troubleshoot where that voice can be coming from. In the meantime, Aaron, go ahead. Sure. So it, it really was – in those instances, we, we, we believe it was an issue where the traffic that we were targeting – uh, using the broad language on the landing page, it did get them to convert a little bit better because they weren't really sure that this was the offer that was uh, if this was the offer that was truly what they were looking for. We were doing such a good job of meeting uh, their expectations of what they just searched for on the landing page, but the landing page was not selling them because they, they were they were they were as opposed to being sure that this was going to help them, they were sure that this wasn't going to help. Okay. All right, we'll continue with that. I want to get right into live optimization. You may recall last week that we talked about two concepts that are very critical uh, for live optimization, understanding relevance in a unique way, understanding the difference between relational relevance and necessity relevance. Uh, relational relevance is really it's identified by search engines through the algorithms. It refers to matching your search terms against your ad content. But there's a different kind of relevance that you need to have on your pages to get high results, and that is making certain that there's a specific relevance between the issue on the mind of the user and or the problem uh, or desire on the mind of the user and precisely what they encounter when they interact with your landing page. You've got to match user motivation and intent, and that's a critical aspect of relevance that we're going to touch as we go forward. I point out to you something I've said in many of these calls, People do not buy from websites. People buy from people. And what you're really doing is trying to understand the sequence of thoughts in the mind of the person coming to the page and anticipate that sequence of thoughts and meet each expectation properly. Looking at that is going to help us as we apply the principles now to actual landing pages that have been submitted by our audience. So we're going to just kind of move forward doing uh, – uh, these pages that have been submitted, and I'd like to get to the first one, and it is at uh, Booth Creek. So Jimmy Ellis is joining us. Jimmy, if I could get you to please take a look at this and tell us, friend, uh, your first comments. There's the top performing so, so keyword. Go ahead. Let's go to the let's go to the next page, the next slide, so we can get the you can see the actual pay-per-click ad and the landing page together. There we go. Yes. So sure. we're talking about specifically talking about relevance. And I'm looking at the ad copy of Lake Tahoe Weddings, year-round indoor-outdoor venues, wedding locations starting at $1,900. And then I look at the landing page, 
And that's what the Lake Tahoe weddings have to be communicated in the headline. And that's, so that's going to be your first thing. When I get this page, I have this huge image. I see 18 golf holes, open driving range, six daily specials, and a big image. It tells me nothing about Lake Tahoe weddings. I, I, my eye moves down the page to see lodging at North Star Resort. But at this point, why am I going to look for lodging when I haven't even confirmed that I'm on the right page? So mentally, psychologically, the customer is going to this page. He's looking for that confirmation that I've landed on the right page after clicking on Lake Tahoe Weddings. <laughs> I still don't see it. It doesn't even really look like a wedding, and that looks like a like a like a lunch table setting. So even <laughs> the whole communication is not good. So the headline just says weddings, and it's generic. It, they start off the first paragraph. It doesn't say anything about Lake Tahoe. The only thing I've seen on this entire page that says anything about Lake Tahoe is in that second uh, section there. It says wedding packages. Uh, North Star at Tahoe. Another thing you're going to see is um, those two links, I actually pulled this up in a browser, wedding packages and wedding receptions locations, those are actually links to more information, and you have no idea they're actually links. They just look like subheadlines. So in terms of communicating to me that this site will help me with Lake Tahoe weddings starting at $1,900, it has totally failed. <laughs> so that's what you'd want to do. You'd want to start with a headline with Lake Tahoe Weddings. You'd want to actually mention the $1,900 price because most likely if they click on that ad, they, they've already had that qualifier that makes them a little more qualified. They know it's going to you know, start at $1,900. They're going to have to pay and stuff like that. You'd want to start with a, a quick intro. You'd probably want to have three to five bullets of why to use them uh, for your Lake Tahoe Wedding. And then the other thing I see on here is there's a, there's a simple inquiry form. If you actually pull up the page, it says fill out our simple inquiry form. Start the inquiry, inquiry form on this page. No one's going to lodge or do any of this other stuff on the page uh, until they, they they figure out the Lake Tahoe wedding stuff. So uh, your, your, your lodging at North Star Result probably should be removed. Your inquiry form needs to be embedded on the page. Once again, it's relevant to Lake Tahoe weddings and looking for venues. It's exactly what you were trying to do before you got to this page. Uh, you probably even want to remove your left navigation if it's a lead in form. Um, so those are my not-quick comments. Actually, Jimmy, that was, a, that was superb. I'm going to shift to Aaron in just a moment. I want to thank Colleen Dalton who submitted this site. And Colleen and all of you that are going to be having your sites looked at, please bear with us because our job on this call is to be critical. Time is short. We want to find out what's wrong and, and try to give you something actionable that you can actually use. When, when Jimmy is done, or I'm sorry, when Aaron is done next, I want to pull all this together and talk about general principles from this you can apply to your site. And as soon as I can get that done, we're going to move to the next one. So, Jimmy? Uh, thank you. Aaron, go ahead. Do you have anything to add to Jimmy's thoughts? Sure. The only, the only thing that I'd add, and, and Jimmy focused primarily on the landing page, I'll add a couple of uh, test ideas for the pay-per-click ad itself. Um, the first the, the first thing I would point to is I'd, I'd say if, you're, if your wedding location started $1,900, and that really is a benefit, I'm, I'm presuming it's a benefit because it sounds inexpensive enough to me that, that you're, you're, you're either the low-cost leader or that's, you're low enough that it feels like a benefit. Test using that $1,900 in the actual title of the ad. The reason I say this is because if I look at the Google results, I see three ads that are all starting with Lake Tahoe Weddings. You need to differentiate yourself within that title of the pay-per-click ad, not just with the body. So uh, your Lake Tahoe Weddings uh, from $1,900 or $1,900 Lake Tahoe Weddings and on test iterations of that, the other thing that I would try is if you've got a lead capture process, if you're trying to get them to sign up for, for more free information, absolutely lead with that on your landing page, but 
start start promoting that in the actual ad copy. Um, so don't start with the sale in the ad copy. This is this is a different approach. Um, don't promote that it's a $1,900, but start with the the free information or uh, uh, free free um, whatever your giveaway is. If you can if you can give them something that, that's valuable, free wedding day planner, um, something something along those lines. Test that in your ad copy, and then meet them with a landing page that talks about Lake Tahoe weddings, and then starts the lead capture process on the actual landing page. Now, we're going to uh, – it's well done. I want to move us on. I'd like to just summarize principles that anyone on this call can take back and perhaps consider at least for their own side. Number one, uh, I think the point that those links in the center are not clickable is a very important point. Number two, I think the point that there is too much content in between. When I say content, let's just say content images and peripheral or superlative factors in between the person's click on the ad and the person actually connecting with the meaningful content they were after, the big image, the 18 holes, the driving range, the six daily specials. Beware of the gap. The gap will get you. It will hurt your conversion. I think another valid point is that uh, Jimmy suggested that this page needs to be, have the form embedded, and you need to have content that's actually selling uh, someone's you know, when I say selling, it's only selling a simple sub-value proposition, and that is that it's worthwhile for you to provide a lead contact information that's valuable for you to respond with contact information. You should not make them click again. You're losing 50% of your audience at least asking them to click yet again before they can get to the lead generation form. I think, I think that there's more we could talk about, but all of those things are transferable. Aaron's point about paid search, I think you should bear in mind that he said these are variations you should test. One might work better than the other, but one of the things you must do in order to maximize the value of your paid search campaigns is to understand how to have several categories of ads to test. We work too often on taking one kind of ad and trying to improve it rather than developing a whole different strategy with your ad and testing one category against another. I want to move on. And it may even, you may even find that, that certain, certain keywords or certain ads work well um, with certain keywords or, uh, or certain segments of your market. So certainly test not just with one or two or your primary keywords. Test a, test a broad range of your campaign. Excellent. All right, so let's look at the next one. I'll give you background information. There's the top performing keywords. It's customer service, customer care, customer advocacy. Uh, you can see the optimization steps taken there and the URL, they've had some pay-per-click optimization, some landing page optimization. Let's please take this page, go to the next, and I want you to help me. If you will look in my audience, you're going to see the search term is customer service. That's the top left. Look down below, and you'll see that there's a red box uh, around the actual paid search ad, customer service 101. Look to your right, and you'll actually see the landing page. It looks like you're only seeing the top of a very, very long landing page. And you can notice that if you look at the right column. Having said all of that, optimize for me. I'm going to ask the audience to take a moment, use the Q&A feature, and tell me the first thing you do on this page to get a difference. They should rename the product to include the KW customer service, says Kathy. Someone else. Simplify it, someone says. Uh, shorten it, says Matt. Keep coming with all those. There's, there's actually hundreds of these coming in now. Um, someone else says, 
shorter. Someone says, take the nav bar off the right. That's John. Remove navigation, Scott said. Remove navigation, Rob said. Shorten, says uh, uh, Keyshaw. Repeat the headline, says Kevin. Change the submit button, says Dan. More white space, says Scott. Uh, someone says, I hate landing pages this long. <laughs> All right. Change it. By the way, uh, I, I want to continue, although I want to point out for you that in many, many experiments, long, long, long landing pages can work. You have to know why, and that's something you probably ought to do in another special uh, edition of the journal. Let's keep going. Use one-on-one language, says someone else. Uh, it's too busy, says Scott. Use the ad title in the landing page, says Samantha, who's been listening. Say free guide on the page, says Linda. Change. You know, one of the things that's interesting is my audience gets better and better at this. I've been watching you for two years respond to my questions, and I'm proud of you. The, the net in general is getting wiser on this area of basic optimization. They, I think, often get the tactical pieces, but they don't understand the core theory underneath it. And all I want to suggest to you, and we're going to be trying to teach some of this to you, you cannot understand optimization unless you understand the sequence of thoughts. Many of you have heard me say that. But I want to make some statement on this line that I've never made in any one of my conferences at this point, and here it is. You cannot understand the sequence of thoughts unless you can understand the story. Think of me as some kind of postmodern philosopher talking about the importance of story. But believe it or not, every purchase is a story. And it's within the context of story that you're going to understand the sequence of thought taking place in the mind of these people. And as you understand that, you're going to be able to anticipate and thus optimize. Having said that, I'm going to turn this over to Aaron. I have valuable suggestions from the audience, and they're still coming in. But I need Aaron to speak to us for just a moment and tell us what you would do, Aaron, on the, these ads and on this landing page. Sure. And uh, let me start with the paper Customer Service 101, learn, learn how to do do-it-yourself methods, tools, advice, uh, free free guide. Uh, I, I would. You're you're trying to sell me a lot in that that you've got methods, tools, advice, free guide. The most powerful piece that you have in that ad is the free guide. And if it's a free download or a free guide that you're giving away and it's really of value, start with that in the headline and then derive them and build it in the body and then maybe even utilize the URL as well here. It'll set you apart from from many of the different advertisers that are on this page that you're competing with. Um, Drive them to a page that focuses on that free download, one of the issues I have with your page is you're trying to do two different things. You, you've got this, you've got the free download that you greet them with, then as they work down the page, you're trying to sell them on something. So I'm, I'm immediately confused, and I think the better approach is start them through, consider it like a funnel, and and the, your first thing is get as many leads as possible. So send them to a page that, that is optimized to collect as many leads as possible, as many, as many of these downloads as possible. Um, then on the next page, after they've already gotten their download, use the download, use the, the thank you page, use the, next, use, use the, um, the, the, the email responses to then sell the product that you're trying to do further down on the page. You're confusing the... You're confusing customers by trying to do too much on this one page. Now, when I look at your ad um, and, and, and try to uh, <clears throat> get to relevance with the landing page, 
Customer Service 101 is the title that you're currently using in your ad. I don't see that anywhere unless I've missed it on this landing page. You absolutely need to meet them with the exact same message that, that they click through on. They click, you've gone so, so hard, you're, you've, you're, you've just fought with all these other uh, competitors that are bidding on customer the search term customer service. They've got these ads. They've clicked on your ad because they liked what you had to offer, and then they get to your landing page, and immediately there's a disconnect because they don't see the message reiterated on your landing page. Make sure you're doing that, folks. Uh, reiterate that message on the landing page. You're going to get higher conversion rate. Excellent. All right. I'm going to skip now. Yes. Go ahead, Jimmy. No, it was Aaron. No, go ahead, right. Jimmy. Did you want no. to? Uh... Uh, yeah, I'll make a few extra comments. So I totally agree with the multiple objectives, but let me talk about the actual uh, way that the page is communicating. You know that relevance between the ad and the landing page. That the biggest problem, or one of one of the biggest problems I see, is that black uh, banner at the top that has banner blindness. I don't even read that white text on that black, you know, pattern background. And then if anyone can actually read the text that's on the gray, it says, you know, I opened it up on a web page because so I couldn't read it from the PowerPoint. It says, field-proven strategies, methods, and advice for improving your customer experience. But to Aaron's point, it doesn't say anything about customer service one-on-one. doesn't say anything about learning how to do it yourself. And then the, the free guide's not communicated. The only reason you see that it's free is if you actually notice the starburst on top of the images for the, the, free, quick, the free quick reference guide. So I wouldn't even realize it's free. So not only is it not doing it very good with the free guide, then you have the multiple objective of a $595 product on the same page. So, um, you know, make sure that you simplify the objectives. One objective for your pay-per-click ad is going to be to get the click. The objective of your landing page is going to be able be to capture that lead with the free guide. And then on the confirmation, Aaron's suggestion to put this long copy letter on the confirmation page, the thank you page, the free guide, is probably one of the best uh, lead gen strategies we've seen where you're going from capturing customer information to actually selling them on a paid product. That sequence, you know, you really have to test that sequence, but that, that's, I would consider that one of, you know, like almost the best practices in terms of lead gen for capturing the information, second page, doing the sale. If you have a product or service like that, it's going to be something you want to test if you haven't done it that way already. Excellent. Now, Robert Howard submitted this page, and Robert, I hope this is helping you. Please email us and tell us if it is, and also send us results. My concern, however, is for all of you who are online and you're trying to translate this advice onto your own web pages. Let me extract the transferable principles from what was just said in a quick summary, and then we're going to move to another page. We're trying to keep the pace right so that both you are learning now, uh, but that we're covering as much ground as possible. So rapidly, I would suggest that uh, Aaron's critique of the ad is very important. Let me summarize what he said. Lead with the most compelling element in your copy. The most compelling element in this copy is actually in last place. Free guide is the last phrase in the ad. Do just the opposite. Lead with the most compelling element. Number two, uh, when you get to the new page, pay close attention to the iPad. Everything that Jimmy said about the Black on gray, which is a horrific combination. The free customer experience, you do not, you can hardly read the word free because it's red on yellow, bad choice, because it's too thin, bad font, and because it's in the wrong place on the page, bad location. You just lost probably 30% right there of your potential conversion. Make certain that the most important elements are in the most important places of the iPad. You use five elements to control what people see first. Size, color, shape, motion, 
position, and movement. Those five elements, size, color, shape, motion, position, and movement, actually impact what people see first, second, and third. My favorite point is understand the objective of the page and do not try to do any more than that. Hemingway said, make every word tell. Do the same on your landing page. Make certain that you understand what the objective of the ad is. In this case, it's to get a click. It is not to sell. It's just to get a click. We send out whole emails that are trying to sell people, and then when they finally respond, they go to another page where we start selling them all over again. One of those sales is superfluous. The goal of an email is to get them to click through to a landing page. All you need to do is say enough to get them to click through. That principle is being violated on all fronts across the Internet, and the advice of my science leaders here is very strong. And if you will take this and go back and say, what's the objective of this ad? What's the objective of this page? More particular, what's the objective of this headline? What's the objective of this paragraph? And you'll get all of your objectives serving the same foundational or master objective. You're going to see much stronger results. Last thing I would suggest for you is that the suggestion to move part of this cell further in the in the process, further down in the process, or further along in the process, is uh, something you should consider also. We have some of our research partners who give away free information and then send you a series of emails, and it is not until the 10th or 11th or 12th email that you actually enter the core offer, and yet they are making more money that way than they would if they had it on the landing page. So think about the sequencing and the construction and development and building of the relationships. Sometimes there are multiple steps necessary to get them in the right place. I'd like to move on. This time I need you to vote. Uh, John is going to take us to a new slide. We're going there, and as we look at that, you're going to see uh, a new site. Uh, <laughs> I can't read the logo, but I looking at the text on the right, it's the word tackle. Top performing keywords are tackle, high school wrestling, high school uh, cheerleading. Uh, the, they've made changes to the copy. You can see the site. I want you to now go to the next uh, page, and here you can see the key search term, high school wrestling, at the top left. Below that, you see the ad, high school wrestling. It has a red box outline around it. On the right, you see the landing page, and I want to open a poll. I want you to see that because I'm going to ask you a question, all right, and that is, how would you rate the relevance of this page to its paid search ads? And we're going to open a poll in a moment. Just look at it. Is it highly relevant, somewhat relevant, not very relevant? Think about it for a moment. All right, we're going to open a poll and, uh, and let you vote. We want you to help this person. Chris Bush uh, submitted this page, and we want to help him, and your opinion here could be very helpful. So vote fast as you look at the poll should be in front of you now. Soon we'll share with you the results, and we'll share those also with Christian. I'm waiting to reach validity. You need to vote faster. Only 27% of you have voted. There's a lot of people on the line today, but just keep, keep voting as fast as you can. Click on one of those regular buttons. Good. We're getting there. All right. Five seconds, and I'll close the poll. Okay. So we're closing the poll, and let's look to see the results. Christian, you'll find this most helpful. 
Not a single person in the audience chose highly relevant. I have a large enough sampling online today to give you a full focus group. I mean, you have, if you paid for a focus group, you wouldn't probably get as many respondents as we have right now. 24% said somewhat relevant. 76% said not very relevant. Now, uh, that's good news, actually, for you, because rather than uh, see it as a negative, it means that there's an opportunity here for you to generate significantly more response and, and thus revenue if you get this piece right. So let's go forward. I'm going to start this time with Jimmy Ellis. Jimmy, tell us how you'd fix this page. Well, well, first of all, I mean, we, we already said that it's not very relevant, and, and there's just there's absolutely no correlation. The only thing that I can really see is the actual imaging references high school sports, and there's a, a girl in a high school cheerleading outfit and a guy in a in a football football pad. But when I look at the page, if you go from the very top, I, you know, I'm looking for high school wrestling, but you, you're not going to see tackle as the largest high school sports community. That, that text is almost gone. It, it, they're using a gradient. It's already starting as like a, a gray text. It totally gets missed. All you see is you see join now free. You see the guy and the girl, and there is no reason to join. Why should I join now? I don't care if it's free. You still haven't confirmed that I'm on the right site. You haven't given me any reason to join. I mean, what's the value in joining? If you go down the page after the form, which actually says join now, join now, and it looks like it's a free service. You wouldn't want to use join now. Um, but you see some other information only on tackle. Make connections with athletes like yourself. Still says nothing about high school high school wrestling. There's actually not a single thing actually on here about high school wrestling, and that's your primary keyword term. So this is where you want to take, you know, if you have a lot of keyword terms and a lot of ads like this that, are, that you're using specific keyword terms and not specific pages, what you need to do is build a lot more pages or build some functionality in where it customizes the content on the page to be directly relevant to high school wrestling. I would start out with something like, like this. Uh, Get your free access to high school wrestling clips, over 2,000 clips, including, you know, if you want to include other sports, you can, but you want to keep it very focused on the wrestling aspect that is high school, and then you want to lead into this form, not start with the form. So this would be my, my quick comment. I mean, it would take, I mean, <laughs> we could talk for a long, long time, but it's basically redesigning the whole process. The whole page, I, I, I want to say this, I'm going to turn over to Aaron, and Christian, please don't be offended, but uh, this is a, this is a, one of the worst pages I've seen in a long time. Uh, it's bad because it looks good, which makes it even worse. If I could explain, you got, you know, uh, attractive graphics. It looks professional. It looks like, you know, you've spent some time and money trying to get it right. And, and it's deceptive because it's all of the key elements of an effective landing page, for the most part, are missing here. And uh, if you're getting any results from this page, Think of how much more you can do if we can get it right, and we want to help you. So, Aaron, you go ahead. Talk sure. And if I first look at your pay-per-click ad, you've done a relatively good job with with the pay-per-click ad itself. The problem really comes in on on the, the correlation between the pay-per-click ad and the landing page. And when you, there are some areas where you could test with the with the pay-per-click ad. I would start with it. I would start with testing iterations of the URL. Use that use that advertising space, um, whether it's a subdomain or a file folder on on the uh, um, the tackle.com domain that's displayed within Google. But test start testing the URL space there. Now, when somebody lands on your page, like Jimmy said, you need to give more intro copy. You need to meet their expectations when they're coming through from this. So tell them tell them they're getting high school wrestling video clips. Tell them how many they're going to get. Tell them why, what the benefits are, and 
then present this present a form to them, but don't present the form you're using right now because there's friction all over that thing. You're breaking up, Jim. We can't see. I'm sorry, Aaron. You're breaking up. Sorry. Ready? There's what what I was getting at is there's friction all over your current form and. The, the way that you want to – you're asking them to join now on this form, and the, the fact of the matter is somebody doesn't know what your service is all about before you're asking them to join now. So tell them to get get full access to free high school wrestling video clips. Damn it, you're breaking up again. Aaron, if you have a headset, switch off, but we're having a hard time hearing you, friend. Okay. Uh, I can rather than – Okay. I'm going to continue – you're breaking up there, and I'm going to send a technical person to you. I'd like to continue. Uh, we'll get it sorted, and I'll bring you back in in just a bit, Aaron, okay, after we've tested that out. In the meantime, uh, to the audience, if you'll just look at the page, I want to take a moment, take the key things that have been said by both, and see if we can get this also transferable. Some of you have heard before, so I'll only say some of the unique points. Uh, be very careful, again, about IPATH, but be especially careful about using any kind of gradient, particularly a gradient on a, on, a, on a background, especially a dark background. Remember this principle also, and this will apply to everyone on the line. Clarity trumps persuasion. I would rather your web page be clear than full of the greatest sales buzzword. Some of you are insecure about not knowing how to write brilliant copy or feeling that you have that gift for persuasive writing and design. I want to say to you that you don't need to worry about that nearly as much as you do about communicating clearly. To that effect, when someone comes to this page, there is a sequence of thoughts in their mind. And what we've tried to do, first of all, is present the solution after we've asked them to respond and before we built the problem. So let's think about who's on the line right now. Your site may be an e-commerce site. It may be a consulting site or a service site. It might be a lead generation site. But either the problem has to be clear whether it's implied or stated, and it has to come first. Then comes the solution, then comes the ask. If you do not have the page flowing linear, that's the problem with pages with multiple columns all trying to work equally hard, then we have too much unsupervised thinking. So regardless of what happens here on this side, every one of you need to go back and ask yourself, is my page communicating clearly in sequence, and is the problem clear? Is the solution clear? And are those two elements clear before I get to the ask? Because if they're not, you're asking people to raise their hand before they know what they're raising it to get. And that does not help you with conversion. So all of those are key points. I'd like to move on to another. And I think probably, Aaron, uh, do you have your technical problem solved, friend? I think so. Can you hear me now? I can hear you clearly. Uh, I'm going to... I'm going to have you go ahead and uh, audience stand by for a second. Audience, we're looking at a completely different group. You can see the top performing keywords. This is Talis Perrin, underperforming keywords. And uh, we're going to look now at the actual paid search ad. So uh, here we go. On the left, you'll see the – should be coming up for you. On the left, you'll see the search term human capital. Uh, you'll also see further down the page the human capital strategy. That's the page search ad. And on the right, you see the landing page. Uh, so looking at this page, we want to try to help Laura Book, uh, who submitted this page. And uh, let's start with uh, Aaron this time, and then we'll shift over to Jimmy. Go ahead, Aaron. Okay. Um, in While before, can I interrupt you? I'm sorry, friend. I should start you, but I want to hear from the audience real quickly. Take a look at this page. 
some of you are already starting to write me. And, I, I, and Aaron, just load up. I'm going to fire you in just a second. What would you do? Tell me the most important thing you would change about the landing page or the app. Someone says too much navigation, no call to action, uh, too much copy, big call to action. Someone says uh, uh, limited text or limit the text, too much copy, way too much information. Someone says add an offer. Someone said it's too busy. Uh, too many options, says John. The ad is unclear, says Michael. The title should match the copy headline, says Jennifer. And there are many more. No clear benefit, someone said. Sentences too long. Poor relationship to the ad. A lot of you saying too much uh, navigation. Someone said the stop photography blah. That was from Ben. And, yeah. uh, and, and I want to go on and let, uh, let Aaron go ahead and give us his comments. Thank you, Aaron. So, I'm, I'm looking at you, I'm looking at your ad, and I'm looking at the service you have to offer. And I, I look at your ad and compare it to some of your competitors. And, and, and I think that one of the better ones, and th what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a strategy because I think what you're doing is lead generation um, in this, in some sense. But if you can, if you can take some of the good uh, um, points that I show you in buyerzone.com, who is, who is third actually on the, the screenshot, they're using free quotes from, from HR providers. Now, I, I don't think that that's an optimum ad, um, but they're, they, they are using, they are trying, and the next one down uses free download of our, of our HBR article on measuring return. They're, they're focusing on a free, on a service, what, I, what you're giving a customer out of it. When I read your ad, I don't exactly see what I'm getting out of clicking on your, on your, your site. You're not telling me your value proposition, nor are you giving me a real benefit in clicking through. So it's human capital strategy, HR organ, organizational solutions, towers per an official site. That, that is, that's, that's not telling me what you do differently than anybody else. It's also not telling you what the real benefit is of clicking through on it. So if you have a free white paper, if you have, if you offer a free uh, service or a free, free information on, uh, um, right. on, on human capital, then let's then promote that within your ad. Drive them to a landing page that immediately uh, um, leads into that offer, and, and go from there. If you're if if you're you're trying to get them to buy something, then start your value proposition within your ad. Give them a real reason. Help this help tell them why your company is different than 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 all your competitors. And don't just start it on the landing page. Start it within the pay-per-click ad itself. When I come to your landing when I hit your landing page from from your ad, I don't see that the uh, um, that the exact. Uh, uh, copy that is used within the ad is used on the landing page, make sure you're reiterating the message on the landing page and then help guide a user uh, through, the, through here. I, I see a lot of underlying text. I don't know if you're underlining it uh, uh, because, you're, uh, because you're trying to, to create emphasis or if you're underlining it because those are actual links. And you need to make sure you're, you're focusing customers when they're coming to your page you're driving them. You're using it as a funnel, and you're driving them into the, the offer, the point uh, on the site that you'd like to get them to participate. Don't uh, get into the mindset of letting them make the decision on the, 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 uh, the website. Uh, Flint likes to refer to it as un unsupervised thinking. You don't want any unsupervised thinking going on when you get to this landing page. Jimmy, you have some uh, some other thoughts for the landing page? Sure. So I have have more of a of a strategy change. That's for the for actually the entire process. 
the biggest, I have like a hesitation, like I look at the page, I get frustrated, and the reason is, from what I see, almost everything is too general. And what I mean is, you're using a very general ad and a very general landing page, and you're going to get very general results. And what's, what happens is, because there's so many products and services and so much more content on this landing page you're trying to communicate, you're just not going to be able to communicate it effectively. You're going to have to go page to page to page and link to link to link, and it's just not going to flow right. It's not going to be communicated right, and you're going to get bad results. What I would do is, you know, to see more detailed list of offerings here. Well, I want to take each one of those very specific offerings, build a value proposition for each one of those pages, why your business should use those offerings, and then build your pay-per-click campaigns and ads based on that. So it's a reverse, you know, you're going from your product and that good value product of a specific product or service, and you're building your campaigns backwards so so your ads are very specific and everything connects. So, you know, I'm not going to improve this ad. What I would say with this ad is get much more specific. Choose one of the, you know, whether you have five services or 500, choose one specific service. Get very specific with the ads and the keywords. Relate that directly to the landing page that's dedicated to that one ad and one keyword, not all these links and all this extra content. And then you use the, 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 what I'm going to call the best practices, which is embedding the, the, your lead gen form on this page using, you know, your headline and your good imaging and your bullets and stuff to drive people down the page. You're going to do all that. But if you can't get the strategy right, you're still going to get uh, lower results uh, than, than, you know, you're just not going to maximize the results. So that, Am I still on? <laughs> One thing to the audience uh, that I, I would point out is uh, I've got a whole group of these. I'm going to move rapidly through some more and actually speed up slightly as we get through the next segment of these. But in the meantime, uh, Jimmy, could you just comment on the headline of this page? Well, the, the, the headline says Towers Parents Human Capital Services, and there, there's it has nothing to do with the value proposition, uh, and it's just, just not very good. That's all I want to say. There, there's no, no, no reason to continue reading this page. All right, so I want to stop up, and I want to teach principle. Now, you, I'm not going to talk about necessarily the headline itself, but I want to give you something that will help. Laura, this will help you with this site, but it will help everybody on the line or potentially help you at least think about your landing pages, okay? We all know that your, that your business must have a value proposition. It's the reason you deserve to exist in the marketplace. It typically answers this question, if I am an ideal customer, or prospect, why should I purchase from you rather than anyone else in your space and uh, or any other competitor? If you can answer that, you have the beginning of a value proposition. Your next key is to communicate it clearly. That is the value proposition of your business. But most of us don't understand that every single step we ask someone to take has a sub-value proposition. Now, I want you to understand that and go all the way back to the paid search ad. Look at human capital strategy. This ad on the left has no sub-value proposition. It is trying to sell the whole business's value proposition, and it's not even doing that. It's just telling you that you have solutions. Well, of course, you must propose some kind of solution, but nothing in here communicates the business value proposition, and you'd think that's bad. But no, that's not what you really need to do with your paid search ad. You need to actually give people of reason why they should click on this ad rather than any other ad on the page. Do you notice the parallel? It's the same reason why your business should exist in its space. So go back to the ad, compare it to all the other ads on the page, and answer one question. If I'm the right prospect, why should I click on this ad rather than any other ad on the page? Now, if you follow that thinking, 
and, and, and get the story started in the mind of the person, and they click on this ad, and they go to the landing page. They're going to see a headline. Now, the headline needs to answer the same kind of question. Why should I stay and read this page rather than go on and read some other page? Give me one good reason not to hit the back button on my browser. And that headline must achieve that. And if it does not achieve that, you can't even start the conversation. The next paragraph has to somehow work against the implied problem or the clear problem and then begin to give them enough reason to do whatever it is you're getting ready to ask them next. We are so confused about the role of sub-value propositions. You can't find anything written on them hardly anywhere. What you need to understand in this sequence of thoughts is that for every step they must take, you are justifying that step by offering them something that is worth the risk of their cooperation. And the weakness in this page is it does none of that, and then it leaves. It's like, it's like a story with no beginning and no ending. It's not a story anymore. Just words in a page. All right. Hopefully that will help you some. I'd like to get your thoughts about some of these things. If we're talking about principles that will help you, use the Q&A to tell us, and let's move to another page. We have only eight minutes left. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to try to speed up the pace as we look at the next page. This is, um, this is going to be, uh, Jimmy, you've got two minutes to critique this page, and let's go right to the main part. Uh, let's go to the page search ad and the landing page. So we'll go one more slide. There it is. Jimmy, give us, uh, give us your... Uh, your two minutes assessment. Go ahead. Sure. So the, the ad saying Sam Jam's official site, a natural alternative to raw hot dog cheese for front porch pets. So I'm looking at the landing page. I'm looking for that same exact thing. Obviously, uh, first thing I'm looking for is Sam Jam's, and I'm, I'm greeted with uh, Bark, the Modern Dog Culture Magazine, Pet Finder, JS Online, and Pet Age. That's what I see as, as a customer visiting the site. It, it totally draws my eye to that section. It doesn't say anything about Sam Jam's or a natural alternative to rawhide dog shoes. If I, if I look at the little text above it, it says, as seen in, and so basically there is no headline relevance on this page. That would be the first thing that I do. Then you go into great reasons to try Sam Jams. Oh, my gosh, there it is. Oh, look, there's the Sam Jam image. So it kind of confirms that it's Sam Jams, and then it goes down the page. So on this particular page, you want to communicate that you are on the right page first thing when you see the headline. I would probably move or possibly remove the as seen in. I mean, those may be credibility indicators, but to me, they don't mean anything. Um, in terms of additional relevance on the page, I'm looking for all-natural alternative, and I don't see that listed in one of the bullets. I'm looking for dog shoes from front porch pets. So, I mean, the rest of this is all about dog products, but that would probably be the, the first thing I do. It's just, it's not much. I mean, we could go through and, and bust up this page, but the first thing is going to be that headline relevance and then driving down the page and get rid of that extra friction that's between uh, the ad and the actual content of the page. Thank you. I know you could say more, but I want to get Aaron to go. And while Aaron is talking, the audience may have ideas. Go ahead and use your Q&A feature and tell me what you would do. But Aaron, continue. There's also title relevance from the search key, the keyword phrase that the, that the user is searching for to the, the title of your Google ad. Um, if, you're, if a user is searching for Sam's Yams, your title may be fine, the Sam's Yams official site, but a user is searching for dog shoes. You want to meet that search, meet that need with the title of your ad. Um, and I'm not sure Sam Jam official site is the best way to do it. I'd probably t test an alternative like natural dog chews, um, natural uh, or uh, uh, dog chews natural alternative. I'm, I'm not sure that that may not fit the uh, 
the character limit, and then drive them into the body copy, which tells them more about SAMS yams. SAMS yams are a natural alternative to rawhide, and then gets them to the site. And when you get to when you get them to the site, you absolutely need to meet them with that that same uh, the same uh, motivation that they just clicked through on their pay per click ad on the landing page. And what it looks like is you've got a bunch of banners uh, that are or banner ads that are on the page. At least that's what it looks like. Uh, to to the consumer on the first time they, they visited this site. I'm, I get confused. I'm trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do here, and you're going to have abandonment issues. You need to focus this. Now, another way to present your offer on this page, because you're, you've already taken that alternative to rawhide shoes or better than rawhide shoes approach, is to do a comparison between, between these SAMs, yams, and traditional rawhides uh, and greet them with that comparison. Help help convey that message through uh, uh, through some sort of uh, um, comparison where you're you're pointing out the benefits of, of Sam's Yams versus traditional rawhide. All right, um, may I do this? Uh, your Aaron's points are superb, Jimmy. Also, I'm not going to summarize here. I am going to say that I'm impressed with some suggestions from the audience, um, I, and and I can see you're thinking well. I have a few moments left, and I've seen from all the responses we've received in the previous clinics that you really would like to have some time to ask questions. In these remaining minutes, I'm going to try to fire away brief answers to your questions. So um, if uh, some of you would like to get answers to questions, ask them right now. Uh, here's one. Is there any way you could repeat last week's seminar? You'll be able to see the PowerPoint and hear our voices talking in an online version of it that you can download from our website. You'll be able to get last week in that way. Plus, there's a full journal briefing with all of our text or all of our comment in text form outlined in an issue of the Marketing Experiments Journal. Someone said, how do you get certified? I assume that meant certified <laughs> in one of our products. Uh, you know, um, And the answer is, Kathy, I'll have someone try to help you with that. I don't know where to send you for that particular uh, answer to that question, but we do offer programs. I know we're doing some at the Marketing Sherpa Summits. All right, so other questions. Um, someone's asking when will we cover SEO. That's coming up. We're going to do a special issue on SEO. And uh, let me see another. Can you repeat the five elements for IPATH? Uh, yes, I can. If you want to hear those five elements, and uh, this is part of our research. I don't think you'll find them in a book, so you might want to write them down. These five elements dominate or impact iPath. Size, color, motion, shape, and position. The contrast of any one of these five produces or attracts the eyes. And we have capacity to actually track that in a number of different ways and study that. So hopefully that will help you. Uh, all right. Uh, Someone says, are we going to write a book? We have a lot of books uh, at our publishing group, Marketing Sherpa. You can go there. Someone says, uh, where can I get more info about effective ad copy? That's Matt. Matt, you can get help there on the Marketing Experiments website. I'm, I'm not selling products. I hope you guys know that. It's not that I'm afraid to, but uh, the site is free, and we've written quite a bit there. Also, download my article on transparent marketing. It's all about copy. It's been translated in... I don't know, 20-some languages, and, and it's full of uh, – uh, it, it might help you, Matt. Uh, someone asked me, um, what are subdomains and how do they help PPC? Uh, Shelly, I'm going to ask somebody to write you the answer to that question here directly from one of our people so that we can give you a, a clear answer and keep going. Um, 
Can uh, you repeat the story quote? That's a good question, Danielle, uh, uh, or Daniel. Let me tell you this. The, the, the decision to purchase is actually the unfolding of a story. People, uh, we, we are, our entire lives are shaped by our view of the world, our paradigm. In German, it's called the Weltanschauung. It's the way you see things. Whether we like it or not, we're, we're, we're designed so that we see ourselves as part of some type of story. And understanding that story helps us understand the behavior of people. And when someone comes to your website, they are enacting a story. It's the story about a problem they're trying to solve. It's either something they need or something they want. And it, as any story, there's a narrative, and it's going on in their head. And you've got to understand what the narrative is in their mind if you're going to prepare a page that will produce the highest possible yield. Our biggest problem with optimization is we think about our own interests, and we cannot get inside of that other person and understand their interests and think through their mindset. In the end, it's your ability to connect with the other person and to care deeply about what they're thinking that's going to help you to optimize your landing pages. This is not about bells and whistles. It's not about little tricks and landing page. It's not about uh, uh, super persuasive sales words. It's about understanding the other person, and you've got to get inside their store to do that. And if that sounds like a bunch of uh, postmodern, um, you know, uh, drivel, just understand that uh, I've watched that flow into our conversion sequences and generate millions upon millions of dollars for people who are trying to optimize their pages. It's a useful context for framing your theory. And I am doing a book on that at, at the University of London, which later I can, can help you with. All right. Could I get your feedback on today's program? We are trying to get the perfect pace for you, uh, enough content, and yet seeing enough pages at the same time. And uh, I'd love for you to use the Q&A feature and tell us if you found today helpful. We're particularly interested in, in your thoughts. Was it the right speed? Tell us that. Uh, did you get something actionable that you can take away and make a difference? Please tell us that. If you enjoyed this, we would only ask that you tell a friend. We do not charge for this. We do not charge for the journal and for all of this research that we do. But if there's a way that you tell a friend um, and can build out this community, then that will help us. Um, we are constantly trying to get a larger and larger group of us who can share our results as we help each other in a community to understand marketing. Marketing is really about relationships, and, uh, and we want to we learn. So thank you for today. We'll be back again in two weeks with another briefing, and everything we've talked about today will be released in a written edition of the journal as well as a uh, recording that has audio and video, etc. Thank you again, and uh, we'll see you in two weeks.